Welcome to me! The Thunder, I here we've got Thomas Schooley, and maybe we have the stat here. We're having technical difficulties, but we are celebrating a two-to-one lightning win in game three of the Stanley Cup semi-finals uh, playoffs. The, light, the, the lightning went two to one. Uh, the stash is up the move. Schooley, though, is, is logging in remotely here. Thomas Schooley, why don't you start us off uh, with the, your first thoughts tonight uh, after a huge two-to-one playoff win for the Bulls? I thought this game, the Bulls were actually kind of lucky to get away with, um, with this game. I thought that the first period and a half of the second that they controlled the momentum and they controlled it. But then, then they allowed the Islanders get into it. And Islanders were really hitting hard tonight. And Tampa wasn't bringing that fight to them that we saw the last game. So it was kind of weird. After all those fights last game, we didn't really see anything this game. But... I think, like I said last time, they woke up the sleeping giants when they were making fun of headmen and the blue line not scoring. And now this time with the fuck you Tampa chance and the fuck you Stamkos chance. Um, right after the Tampa chant, um, Gorge shut them up real quick. Um, apparently, they're still butthurt on anybody that has the number 91. But Stamkos' name is not Tavares, so they need to settle down. Yeah, that that's a little crazy. No, but nobody can have the number ninety-one uh, according <laughs> to Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I want to talk about their barn a little bit too during this show and what was going on uh, with uh, some of the boards and just I don't know. It seems like a weird place to play. Aren't they, aren't they closing that place down? Um, actually, I, hopefully the Lightning are shutting it down uh, Saturday. And that will be their last game there. Um, all right, let's try to bring the stash on. Let's see if we can hear from the stash. No, dude, this technology is garbage if you're trying to do the show on your phone. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous, but whatever. Um, I mean, you know, uh, my take on the game, I think the Lightning played a great first period. I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, they, they, you saw it. They played great first period, came out, played great for the first five minutes. And then, um, I mean, it looked like New Orleans, the, the Islanders took over the game, but I mean, they had a couple of chances. I'm not saying that I didn't have, uh, you know, some tight moments there, but overall, even though they kept on the rush and we, you know, safe as death, I still thought the Lightning played a much better game than in the, the Florida series and the Carolina series when they gave up leads late by playing safe hockey. I think, Sure, they weren't attacking, and we all know they should have been attacking a little bit more. And I think Cooper's even going to say definitely should have had more uh, presence in the offensive zone They're late in the second and throughout the third. But I think they still really played their game well. They kept everything to the outside, and I still thought, even though the Islanders went that on that run of like twenty of the last 20, twenty of twenty-two shots or something was from them, I still felt at the end the Lightning were getting quality chances. And 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 they still kind of put the Islanders on the heels a few times late in that game too. And for a little bit, to be honest with you, this game almost felt like like a game two, you know, when they were kind of leading and then they scored those late goals. I honestly was I thought 
the Lightning might come back and almost echo that and break through late and, and get those insurance goals. But it's almost good to see the Lightning kind of play this game and know that they can weather that storm. They, they didn't play, like I said, I don't believe, as safe as we've seen them play in the past with that with that tight lead late in games. And it just goes to further that amazing stat of um, winning percentage after leading after the second period. And uh, also us fans of the stats can love the Lightning franchise history uh, playoff series when leading 2-1 to one, uh, looks pretty good uh, historically for us. So you look for that to be the storyline coming into this next game, obviously, with the Lightning having, uh, you know, their record and then the Islanders coming back down two to one in both of their first two series. Clearly the Lightning are not the team that they play the first two rounds, but I promise you that will be one of the major storylines from all the media outlets here the next 48 hours or so. Well, they also have the Lightning scoring first. Um, They don't have a losing record there. Really, really, it should have been another shutout by Bassey if it wasn't for Chernak's miss Miss that. Yeah, and, and and again, he tried to make the play to the corner. He tried to make the play kind of fan on it, and then was just trying to protect the puck. We've seen that happen in hockey a lot. Defensemen do try to feed it back there. Uh, it, it, it was just, it was just bad luck, really, right there. I think that was just a little bit of bad puck luck, and the Islanders didn't miss on that that opportunity. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, welcome back, Stash. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the uh, the stream holds up for you. But we're glad to have you back. All right. So we are giving away the Smack Apparel shirt today. You got to uh, add the hashtag Pointer. Uh, sweet goal tonight by Pointer. The the game winning goal. So we'll give it to him tonight. Uh, all you have to do is add hashtag Pointer to your comment. All right. Let's break down uh, this game. It was. Um, Game three, semifinals in Nassau Coliseum. It was loud. And uh, the Lightning were 5-1, and one, now 6-1 and one on the road this playoffs. And I think they've scored, uh, like you guys said, first in all those games that they've won. And I think I saw it in the chat somewhere, Kucherov. Kuch's birthday today. No mm-hmm. birthday goals for him, uh, but Kucherov's special day was today. All right, so the first period um, – uh, was kind of started off a little bit slow. It was definitely in favor of the Lightning uh, towards the beginning. Uh, there were some huge saves on both sides, I thought, in that first period. Vassy um, had one early go right off of his helmet. Uh, there was a huge save by Vassy on um, Paul Mary uh, also in that first period that denied them from scoring that first goal. And that was kind of a theme throughout this entire game where you know you saw the Islanders get a couple really good chances on Vassie, but when they did get those chances, they they weren't scoring or getting them past Vassie. Um, then we got the Tampa Bay uh, goal. That was all Coleman, who took it down the ice, takes a shot, hustles to it to get his own, get his own rebound, and then somehow gets it over to Gord, who's at a crazy angle, pops it in. We kind of saw we got a little bit lucky on that one because – that was off of uh, one of the Islanders' defense and right into a at home. So 
Don't so, score that first goal. That first goal. Uh, you know, we, we know what happens when that happens. So they also had some really great chances that first period. Uh, heading in to Cooch on a redirect. Just missed. So could have had a couple more goals. Well, that period controlled most of the play and led in shots nine to seven that period. And like uh, Thomas, you said earlier, I was expecting them to be a lot more physical uh, right out the gate in this game, but, you know, they, they weren't really uh, at all. The other thing about that first period, no penalties in that first period, um, which, as we know, changes in the second period. So um, late in that – yeah, it's, it was really the second period, not much happened. It was late in the second period where – the momentum really started to shift in the Islanders' favor. Uh, the Bolts were kind of getting caught off guard, kind of getting in the, stuck in their own zone. Um, and that's when Sergachev took that first penalty, just kind of took out Clutterbuck and ripped his helmet off. Stash, what do you think of that roughing call? Bad call? Good call. Terrible, terrible uh, mental mistake there from Sergachev for sure. Uh, just a bad job of losing your cool in a situation where that the team was playing really good hockey at that point. And uh, that was a little bit of a momentum shift for them, even though they didn't score the goal there. Uh, that definitely gave them a little bit of momentum you didn't want to see them getting. So, yeah, and again, we saw that in the first in the first series. Uh, Florida kind of got under his skin. Um, and I think that's the one thing that Sergey really needs to work on here in the next year or so. It's just that that mental edge, you know, not not being a young kid anymore, not letting them get in your head. Be cool, be calm. Uh, even Yanni, there at the end of the second, I thought we might come out on a penalty kill because right there at the end, he went and punched. I don't know, I didn't see who he was getting the scrum with, but he, you know, got a glove up there in the face right in front of the referee, and you know, they easily could have called that if maybe this was a chippier game or a little bit more physical. So. You know, they, they, let, they let that one slide, but there was a bad mental mistake there from Sergeyev taking that penalty. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it's his, his age. Um, I think it's a Russian thing because you see it a lot in the – Ovi does the same. He, still at his old age, he gets pissy like that. But then you also had Sergeyev who was on the extended shift who should have been off the ice already. So he was tired and he – it was stupid for him to do it very much because he was going off the ice. So he should have just left it go and went off the ice. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's his immaturity still or if it's a Russian thing because you see it from Cooch all the time too, uh, for, from really a lot of the Russian players. Yeah, he, he was pissed and uh, went, to the bo- went to the box. And it was really not even on that power play. It was just as time expired um, that that fourth line got out there for the Islanders. And Nassau Coliseum, I mentioned it before, like it's a good thing they're shutting that place down. They bounce it off the boards uh, in some crazy bounce. And, and the Islanders player gets it. And um, we kind of talked, mentioned it earlier, Chernak got a hold of it uh, but couldn't get it out. And then and, um, uh, that's vacation stats, and um, of course, he got pounced on and, and it gets in the five hole. And then all of a sudden, it gets really loud at Nassau Coliseum 
uh, as the momentum started starts to shift. And it started to shift a little bit before that, too. You kind of felt it coming once they got that penalty. It was kind of like the peak. So um, they they scored. They got that. Gar- gar- I'm going to call it a garbage goal, I guess. Um, you know, kind of a week one to, to give up on the Bolts uh, miscommunication there. Well, it's still um, a goal from them. You know, you got to give them credit for being there and, and not letting the opportunity pass. You know, they were crashing the net there. So, you know, it's kind of a weak play from Chernak, but it's solid play from them with their net front presence. You know, they're a good team. Yeah. Clutterbuck, yeah. I think, got credit for that goal. Um, and then uh, a huge mistake. We see this all the time. It seems like every time a team plays the Lightning, they do something good, and then they come back and make a stupid, stupid play. This time it's an interference on Pelic, and uh, it was Cooch drawing that, and this is what the news line in New York's going to be, 100% about how weak this call was. So, of course, I've got to pull it up here. You be the judge, Dash. Is this an interference in the, the playoffs? I think so, especially whenever you've got your one of the top guys trying to go and make a play in the zone. I, I think it's so far behind the play. How are you going to argue with that? I don't care when it is. That's clearly going and making a contact with a play with another player for no reason and away from the um away from the play. Why did they just turn off the light on? I hate going on vacation with family. Sorry. What? Why is it on the or what? Cooley, that, that was an interference call, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were saying that they would take off once, uh, once that um, Trotz even saw it, that he would agree that it was a penalty. So uh, it sucks that the playoffs that people are going to have a difference on a lot of penalties, but even if it wasn't a real penny penalty, that was a makeup for the other night with pointer. Yeah. And nice plug there. Hashtag pointer. If you want to win your smack sports shirt tonight uh, in the comments, we'll get to you guys in the comments in a minute. Uh, definitely start throwing up those three stars of the game up there. Uh, one of your stars might be the guy who scored right after that power play uh, ended. It was another hustle play. This time, Braden Point, six straight goals uh, in the playoffs. We'll talk a six little bit. Straight about games. Six straight games. Yeah, six straight games. Six straight goals <laughs> and six straight games. And here it is tonight. Uh, a huge, huge momentum crusher uh, for the Bolts. And this was the game changer, I think, right here. Very. There we go. As he's getting cross-checked, able to grab that. And with the traffic in front, it just somehow pinballs in five-hole. And that is your game-winning goal. Uh, Hey, sometimes you need those lucky goals, and the Bolts definitely got them tonight. Um, After that, two-to-one, time expires in the second period. Uh, It got real quiet after that goal scored uh, NASA Coliseum. And then the third period... Um, it, it was the bolts did kind of go into that defensive mode, but I think, like you said, Stash, it wasn't really like full defensive mode, but they did have some amazing saves by Vassy, uh, in that third period. Some really great chances, even a nice opportunity here, not opportunity, but this was a nice block, or no, he cleared it out here. Savard, 
this puck is going right down here and Savard somehow behind the back hits that thing out of there. Great play by Savard. And Vassy had some huge saves as well uh, down the stretch here. And New York can't get past Vassy. He's gobbling up everything. They should call him the turkey because he was gobbling up everything. Uh, <laughs> and there you have it. The Bolts win. Two to one. Game three. There you have it. Game set match. I just want to point out uh, Tony in the chat mentioned I was looking like a Stanley Cup big rig stash tonight. And that's actually a vacation stash because I've been three water parks in four days living my best family life. And if you guys haven't noticed, wearing my tie dye, it might not be Ray's uh, or uh, Lightning Apparel, but uh, it is the tie dye. So uh, the tie dye hat, the tie dye MTV 80s tank. Full effect today. Vacation. Loving the victories while I'm in Orlando. It's been great. Yeah, we talked about the way they were doing their their defense tonight. And, uh, you know, once again, USA Network talked a lot of good things about the Lightning. I know we're always like negative, negative, negative Nancys and they hate us. They're against us. But they were saying praises like crazy. And I shooter pointed it out last last game. We only hear what we want to, and we'll hear every time they're like um, Barzell, Barzell, Barzell. But let me tell you, they were doing so many Vassy, so many pointers, so many um, maroons. They they did it on Savard, but the, they pointed out that they were doing that dome thing that Carolina was doing. That it was so hard for us to score against them where our players, they weren't even going out against the players. They were just blocking the net. And USA pointed it out and said how effective it was and how good we were doing with it. So props to USA Network and everybody that bitches that they don't say anything good about us because they definitely were praising us a lot today. Yeah. And I also noticed that Lou uh, Lamorello, their GM, looks evil, doesn't he? <laughs> he always has. <laughs> Looks a lot like Jerry Jones right there with a the mask on, right? <laughs> he does. He does a little bit, yeah. And Pop Van was there tonight. Well, hey, so uh, he made the Karate Kid cry. Do you see that? Yeah, Rob Lachio and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, what if Jimmy Fallon's gonna cry to the roots tomorrow? Stars are out in New York. Um, well, I think it's just these guys, but yeah. The B-list is out in New York. It's funny because I'm almost positive I've seen Fallon in Rangers gear, too. And if you're ever in Rangers gear, you don't wear Islanders gear. Yeah, but he also did a movie where he was like a Red Sox fan, and he is a Red Sox fan. Like, he legit is <laughs> like, I mean... He works in New York. He does a TV show, lightning talk show in New York. You know, he, he's got to do what he's got to do. I ain't mad at that guy. That guy's funny. Right? Fallon, that dude's funny. But uh, I just thought it was great because as soon as I saw the Karate Kid in the stands, I was like, hey, man, you make great TV, but uh, my team's going to be making you cry tonight. And uh, I was right. Yeah, there we are. And there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever you're <laughs> Jimmy, we got you. 
All right. So, so here it is, man. Brandon Point is on a tear right now. And Thomas, you were kind of you brought this up before we we started uh, and sent this to me. Look, look at the names on that list right now. So, uh, one more goal in the next game, and he's up there with Lemieux, Pat Lemieux, two Lemieux, times two. Uh, Joe Sackick, and I know, yeah, I didn't even see see Claude at, at the top there too. Uh, how the hell did he get up there? Ninety-seven. <laughs> Scoring um, seven games in a row—that's how. <laughs> yeah, uh, wasn't expecting him though. <laughs> he, he played Sackick. on a pretty good team for a little while, you know. I mean, he might have been on might might have been on a good team for a little while. Yeah, he yeah. had Sackett feeding him some some good passes there. And then uh, here's another one. Highest goals per games played in the playoffs. This is his whole career. 58 games played in the playoffs in 33 goals, 0.57 percentage. Uh, not bad company there either. So no. Braden Point, like, Braden Point which we kind of talked about him all season, about how he was kind of inconsistent. We were kind of looking for him to be like the guy that was like there, it, there like night in and night out, which, by the way, he kind of was. He was that guy um, the whole season. We just had, we just expected more, I think. But like when the playoffs come around, like man, the, these last two playoffs, he's been. I mean, look at look at the company he's with on this list. That it's been a pretty amazing kind of playoff run the last two years uh, for Braden Point, and it it continues uh, for Game Seven. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, pull up that list real quick of goal streaks with point on it. Now, Tech. The other one. Because Barzell would have been on that had he scored tonight. Oh, that's right. We yeah. stopped his goal streak. Um, so, <laughs> So that that would have included Barzell right there, but mm, so sorry. And, and here's just more like ridiculous numbers too, right? Um, we kind of talked about uh, the first one already, but I didn't realize this second one here. Team playoff history, number one, highest win percentage uh, in franchise history here. Your your Tampa Bay Lightning. We are we are good in the playoffs. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we were good in the playoffs. Yeah, we have a good track record of uh, showing up uh, in the second season. And I was even going to say, you know, point obviously clutch doing what he does, but it's crazy how many clutch players the Lightning continue to find, develop, and maintain on this team. Because you saw tonight, like, I almost – actually, I did make a post about Yanni Gore today, and then I immediately deleted it because I was like, nah, I think he's going to show up tonight. And bada bing, the guy shows up right away and puts one in the net for us with that line. And, you know, Coleman makes a great play there, the whole line. And, and they played better hockey tonight overall. But it's, it's crazy the amount of just clutch performances and clutch guys. We talk about how big – killer is in the playoffs and i mean stem coast might not have showed up um in in the stat sheets but that's another one of the guys that they were praising his team in all three zones of the ice tonight he was out there hustling trying to make up for some of you know maybe the first couple of games and uh see and they gave him the second star so i mean he, he was out there leading the way 
And it, it, to me, that's what really continues to resonate with this team as we play all these other great teams. That's the difference between the Lightning and these other teams, the, the ability to be clutch, the ability to, to rely on your experience, the ability to rely on just the process and the guys that are around you and trust the game that you're coached to play. And they do it time and time again, especially these last couple of seasons. And and that's what sticks out the most for me with this team is how, how clutch they end up being. Even though they're still playing super, super good hockey, it does come down to clutch performances when you get to this point in the season and you're playing in the, a team again, second year in a row in the, you know, conference finals, call them whatever you will, but that's, you know, basically conference finals here. And, and they will be in the trophy. Yep, exactly. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes is clutch performances from up and down the lineup. Yeah. Can't, don't, can't you say um, that tonight showed why Steven Stamkos is the captain? Like, it, do, it isn't always about scoring your 60 goals. It isn't always about lighting it up and everything else. It's right there. The shot, the blocks, the 6 for 10 on face-offs. And you could just see him like running around, being that person on the bench, being that teammate, being that captain that was like, listen, this is what we got to do and do it. So I, yeah. I thought tonight's game with Stammer was, and I thought he's been a little bit um, in the shadows um, this postseason. So yeah. uh, the last couple of games he's been breaking out, um, the end there against Carolina and then all this series. Um, you know, he really took it in the chin when he made the mistake in game one um, against the Islanders. And he came right out and said, that was my fault. And this is what we're going to do to fix it. And we will fix it next game. And they came out with one four to two. So I think he's really shown his leadership in, um, and this is why he's the captain. Yeah. And he wasn't the only one blocking shots. Like, you know, they had a ton of block shots tonight. Um just a great performance by by everyone all around. And you just got to think, like like Stash was saying, the, the awareness that this team has to be able to take a really bad penalty by Sergachev, um, you know, power through with the PK and not give up that goal until, like, you know, less than a minute later, um, and then have that entire arena just completely erupt, and then for the Lightning to kind of – be able to come back and you know um steady the ship they they got that power play which helped tremendously um but that was uh, a clutch goal if you've ever seen one before and then the ability to to not let new york bounce back in that third period they were kind of lucky i felt like that the period was was coming to an end and they scored those goals late or, or both of them really did kind of late um but it was really kind of key that the third period they they really didn't lose grip of that momentum, uh, even though we we probably would have liked to see them play a little bit more offense. Hey, let's bring on uh, Mr. Ty guy. He's he's been waiting in the wings here. We got to get his opinion on the game. Ty, what what's up, man? Bolts win. Bolts win. Woo. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of tonight's game? Um, tell you the truth, a little lackluster, skilled, skilled more than anything. I like that we didn't go aggressive. Neither team went aggressive, which 
is has to be said because it's a two-two. You don't want to lose. You don't want to go down two-one. So obviously that's going to happen. Um, I think that it was just uh, kind of came down to who kind of outdid who, and I'm very happy that we got those uh, pointer. I mean pointer. Just that goal was amazing. Yeah, as you're getting cross-checked in the back to be able to <laughs> grab that rebound and then just find find a hole because that and it wasn't even really a hole. I guess it was at the end of the day, it's a hole, but it like it was bouncing in between those pads and found its way over the uh, goal line. And the rest. One thing I do have to say though is I did notice that in this game we actually pulled more um, kind of pulling a little lineup. Uh, we'd actually go in and actually set stuff up. Uh, that's different from what our normal routine of just jab it in. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what else was kind of a, a big factor in this game? How the lightning really kind of adjusted, uh, and they did it, they did it also in game two where in the neutral zone, um, you know, they were able to kind of get through a lot easier. And that is really where the Islanders were crushing them in game one was you know they couldn't make those passes they couldn't get through they couldn't get into the offensive zone to set up and um you you did see them do that a lot better uh, obviously in game two but in this game they kind of continued that trend so it's good to see that adjustment you know what else i wanted to see and they were calling for it on nbc usa or whatever they want to call it um, <laughs> whatever, whatever it's yeah, called these valleys uh no it's not valleys anymore um th it was uh the headman, the headman move, right? The headman move on the power play. They were, they were wanting that so bad. They were like, "Is he gonna, is he gonna switch with Stamkos again?" <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, speaking of Heddy, you guys, you guys also noticed that, uh, especially tonight. And again, I didn't get to watch last game because of BS technical difficulties here uh, on vacation. But uh, I noticed tonight, Heddy was definitely out there. In a lot of different situations, he wasn't just out there with the same pairing with Ruda the whole time. He was out there with Sergeyev, he was out there with Lugana, and I, and or with other Cernak, like so, or with Savard. I'm sorry, he was out there with both with Savard, Ruda, and Sergeyev at different points tonight. And I thought that was good to see from him. Uh, and and again, that just reinforces the point I was talking about uh, before on previous show of how. What a great pleasure, what a great privilege it is for Cooper to be able to do that because you have Chernak and McDonough on that top line just shutting down their number one guys. And it allows Hedy to play up and down that defense and get out there and get those extra minutes and play in those more clutch situations. And uh, he was out there a lot during the stretch, down the stretch there after they got that second goal and got the lead back. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it could be overstated how much that impacts this team of the ability for Hedman to just kind of go out there and and play up and down the pairings with that top pair being locked up. Well, it said Cooper's press conference, he said Ruda and Chernak were both out the last four to five minutes of the third with an injury, but they're just stingers and should be okay for game four. Good. Yeah. And uh, Victor, Joseph Sweden, that Victor Hedman's final two shifts were a minute 44 and two minutes, 19 seconds because of that. Um, and by the way, that they didn't, when it came down to that final five minutes, the final stretch, 
they didn't have anything. They they did have a lot of chances. The Islanders did in the third period, but they were all like kind of loaded in the middle and the front or the beginning of the third period. At the end of that last five minutes, uh, you know, they said it. It was it was a clinic put on by the Lightning on how to not give a team good scoring chances. And, and I did not realize that was Hedman out there for that long. And they got no shot on goal for when the uh, with the empty net when it was six on five. Islanders were not able to get one shot on goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's huge. That, that's that's what you want to see. Uh, ever since that uh, the game against um, Florida, where they gave up that late six uh, six on five goal or something, whatever it was, they've really locked it up. And they made a concerted effort every time they've had that late lead and pulled out their goalie. Uh, they, they played a much tighter game, a much better game. And I even like to see them not going for the empty netters tonight, just kind of making sure they kept their puck on their sticks and didn't give up that offensive or that defensive zone faceoff draw for them. You know, don't let the Islanders get down there and, and get the opportunity to set up with a, off, with a faceoff win. So that, that just goes to show how how well this team, you know, is seasoned and how they know the right time and the right place to attack and when to try and go for that extra goal or when to just make sure that you play keep away and don't give that other team the option to get set up in your zone. And USA Network came out and said that they had interviewed Coop and asked Coop why they have a better record on the road than they do at home. And Coop said because when – at home, you worry more about matchups. On the road, you just throw things out out there, and you can play with a lot of different things. And we had talked about that in the other series, how um, Cooper has a better record at away than he does at home, and I, and it is the matchup thing. He he does too much worrying about that matchup on at home than on the way. He just throws the lines out there, and it's whoever they match up against. Yeah, I wonder I if we're going to see related to Sorry, I want to see like what the the records and we'll probably actually hear this on NBC next broadcast but how many um how many times teams have won their first two uh, away games in series like how many consecutive times because the Bolts are well Are we talking about all time on that? Yeah. I think that's happened a lot. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, all time. If we if we want to go from like two thousands on, it might be a little less, but all time is a, is a high number. Well, we'll probably find out next broadcast because that's what the Lightning are trying to do. I don't think it's that common, but yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I, 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 I was in the two thousand to win all your road games. Like, like I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, for their first three series to go undefeated on like they weren't undefeated, but to win the first yeah, two, yeah, they lost the one. You realize when the Tampa Bay won the 2004, we won more away games than we do on home games, right? But we for each series we won two, two, and two is what they're saying. We went up, we won both the opposing teams' home games the first two games of every series this season so far. Yeah. So, Ty, what's uh, who are your three stars tonight? Well, obviously, uh, number one would have to be Pointer. Uh, two, I would say uh, Stamkos and three, Bazzi. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, 
We didn't get uh, the stashes or or Ty. While you're here, we didn't get your uh, your what your predictions are for this series. How how much did, or how long did you think it was going to go from the beginning? Not now that we're three games in. Phil, you go first. No, he got mine. He he just meant yours. He, we we know where I was where I was at. He he just right. spoke the wrong name. <laughs> Uh, uh, my, I, I started off before the series started six. We get six. But now I'm kind of thinking it's going to a game seven, and I'm excited for it. Oh, you think it's going to go seven now? Yeah, I was. I started six, but right now now I'm kind of thinking seven. I think that the uh, next two games, uh, I think next game that the uh, Islanders are going to come back, probably with that that they had the game, you know, last game. They're gonna come back with that heat now that we're not tied up, or you know, tied up. Now that they're down one, they gotta come up, and we've already seen what they have to do. When that happens, they they get a little little gritty, and you know what? I think it's gonna go to a game seven. I think we're gonna lose maybe one more. No, they lost when it gets gritty. They're not gonna to want to go back to that. Nah, they they lost it, but they're still gonna pull that. They're gonna pull that gritty back. So this, this game was a pivotal game, and I think that they're going to pull that gritty back in the next game, and I think we're going to just kind of go back and forth with uh, who's up or who's down, but I think we're going to game seven. I, I originally said six, but I'm going seven now, but we will win. I originally said six, but I I could see it in five now. Yeah, I'm with you, Scully. I mean, that's – to me, it seems – less likely that the Islanders are going to really be able to break through for multiple games going through here. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if if the Lightning are able to really step on the throat on the next game and then bring it back home and, and wrap it up, you know. So uh, I, I, I don't know. The more and more I look at the way these teams are matched, like I said, the clutch performances continue to come from the lightning side of the ice. And uh, if that trend continues, it's it's going to be hard-pressed for the Islanders to really stretch this series. And something me and Shooter had said on the last podcast after game two is if Tampa takes um, the next game, they are not going to lose at home. They're not going to want to go back on the road. So it all – really, I think New York is going to be fighting for their life on whatever night what day are we even on (laughs) eight o'clock saturday night on saturday night like i think i think that could be uh make it or break it game for for the islanders and if they if they don't make it i don't see them going past five because tampa is just gonna throw everything at them here at amelie on monday night yeah, and I bet you're going to hear some pretty creative chants uh, from <laughs> all barn when this series comes back to Amelie. Um, you know, not that I really, again, we've well documented on this show how I really feel about it. Uh, I personally love our experience. I think it's our personal Amelie lightning experience. I don't need to, to mimic some other team or be what their team or their arena is. I like what we do. And what we do is answer whenever another team's fan base tries to troll us, we respond by cheering our team on to victory. And that's what it is. We'll just let our guys keep doing the talking on the ice. We'll keep showing up and selling out every ticket that they offer. 
And uh, I expect Arbarn to be pretty loud whenever the game, the series does come back here to Amelie. Listen, I can understand a fuck you Vassy chant because he's just killing them. But for Stamkos, why? Because he's wearing number 91 and you guys have nightmares with Tavares. You go back Phil, to the oh, sorry. Yeah. Phil, what you said, I actually read an article. I can't remember uh, to paraquote it. But I did see how we are actually very known to come back and bounce back at every game, no matter what. That in the playoffs, we're known to bounce back. And that's going to be exciting to see how, even though we're ahead, we're still going to every game bounce back, whether we're down or up. Yeah, I agree with, uh, you know, this, this next game, game four, if the Lightning win it, then the Islanders are really, really going to be in trouble here. So we're going to get, uh, we're going to get their best in game four. And if they can't deliver game set match, buddy, it, it's, it's going to be over. Um, hey, they, it is a seven game series though. So you never know what's going to happen uh, in, in these games, but I like the way it's kind of shifting towards the bolts. I think they're making the better adjustments um and just getting the job done with their star players making star plays and uh that's not what you're seeing at least not tonight with, from, uh, the Islanders. with what you said with adjustments uh one thing i actually noticed tonight fourth line has played more penalty or more minutes this game than they played average on any other game in the playoffs the uh, colton also was taking those face-offs i'm sorry but i'm a big colton fan and his his face-off is amazing once he took those things, what terrible, terrible taste of you for you to be a, a Ross Colton fan. Terrible taste. You better apologize for that. No, I will never apologize. That, that, he's a beast. <laughs> but no, I like that he did. So I was always said it sucks that Joseph isn't on that line anymore because Joseph Colton and Maroon mesh so well. Throwing Johnson on that line, really, there's no option on it. But Johnson was taking those face-offs. Colton, I think, is a hands-down face-off guy, and he threw him on the face-off uh, once or twice tonight, got both face, got the face-off. And that whole line, though, meshes so well. And to get more minutes, I like that. I agree. I, I think all the lines are doing you know, their, their jobs. You still got that third line. Uh, doing doing their thing, and by the way, that's the bruising line now. <laughs> but that's now, now, now that Yanni Gord has scored a goal, he's a streaky scorer. Does he go on a, a streak here and have a, a multi-goal uh, game or multi-point game here coming up? Uh, I don't know. I'll be looking. I see that line yeah, I can see that line finally starting to get back to what they do. Uh, they haven't been playing as much North and South hockey as they're known for. And um, hopefully this can kind of get them back to that. Because that was definitely a goal on their their bread and butter type of play from that line with Coleman skating it in, kind of making a play and getting it over to Yanni there from a crazy angle off the other guy's skate. Uh, but that's what they're known for. That's the kind of goals they create. That's the kind of pressure they create. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but Killer was out there or missed a little bit of power play time at the end of that power play. And I wonder if maybe it was just because 
that second line was getting a lot of minutes and maybe Coop was just trying to totally keep his minutes down a little bit and get Sorelli a chance out there on the power play because that second unit hasn't seen a lot of ice time. So maybe he was just, you know, hey, Killer, you've been out there skating your ass off, leading the way for the entire playoffs. Take an extra 30 seconds off here and let, you know, Sorelli out there, which, again, the depth of the team is insane that a guy like Anthony Sorelli is coming in uh, to fill up, you know, coming off the second power play unit. So, um, yeah, it's just something to watch and see maybe if Coop tries to find creative ways to maybe manage some of these guys' minutes here going down the stretch with this uh, team. Because I'll tell you one thing about uh, this Islanders team is that they are good. And if it if it's me and I'm Barry Trotz, I'm feeling pretty good about this game. And if I'm the Islanders, I'm still feeling like there's some positives you can take away uh, to try and coach your team up in a loss. So I don't think absolutely, and so much of what Coop is doing now uh, can be attributed back to, to his interaction with Trotz and the way they kind of formed their little friendship uh, in the off season, and and it's amazing to see now, like I was saying after the first episode or first uh, show of this series, and how they're almost like our shadow version of the Lightning the Islanders have become. And, um, you know, I don't see them laying down and I see them finding ways to be positive in this loss, but I also see the lightning as we've said, you know, consistently on the show, they're the team that's coming up clutch, whether it's their third or fourth line or their top guys making plays up and down the line. This time, this line is definitely, uh, or this team is playing their best hockey collectively as a team right now. Yeah. And Remember, too, that Limarello is up for GM of the year, which means that that organization is doing something right. No, he's not. He's up for evil villain of the year. All right. So the, the comments, everyone's a little bit surprised. It was less physical. I was as well. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, Tony says the same thing here. Um, and, and it looks like Tony, yeah, Tony says it's going to be a, a dirty Saturday. Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, I'm in for that, Tony. <laughs> I can't put up your, your comment, Tony, because it gets rid of the whole bottom show here. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that seems to be what happens with these teams that play the Bolts when they start to get a little bit rattled. That seems to be their go-to is like, hey, what can we do? How can we get physical? And like we saw in game two, uh, the Bolts can play that game as well. Uh, so it's been pretty impressive to see the, the, both, the, the physical, higher-scoring game and also win these kind of close uh, games where you're only going to get one or two goals, and that's how you win the game and play defense. The Lightning have been able to kind of do it all here for the last uh, over a year now. Um, and if they can continue to do that, we good. All right, let's get the uh, last comments in here. Make sure you use the hashtag pointer. Pointer. That was the game-winning goal tonight by Braden Point. Six straight, getting up there with elite company uh, with six straight uh, goals in six straight games. And um, hashtag pointer will get you a sweet smack apparel shirt. And we're going to do that drawing probably in the next five minutes here. Uh, before we do that, let's go around, I guess, one more time and uh, 
get your final thoughts on tonight's game and uh, what you're kind of expecting for next. Schooly, wake up. <laughs> I know. The, uh, NHL just tweeted out something about the Lightning, so I was just reading it. Uh, well, read, it read it out loud in your in your NHL voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Shut up, Ty. It says two. That's how many wins Tampa Bay is away from the Stanley Cup final for the second straight year. And then it says click on all these stats, and it says series scenario. Teams that have taken a two-one lead in the best of seven. Hold on, all-time series record of 367 to 158, including a 5-4 mark in the 2021 playoffs. Teams that take a 2-1 lead in the best of seven series in the conference finals owns an all-time series record of 89 and 24. The Lightning own a record of 17 and 13 in game three of a best of seven series, while the Islanders are 25 and 23. Tampa is 0-2 in 2021. New York is also 0-2. When tied one and one in a best of seven, New York has won game game three eight times and the series eleven times. In the same scenario, Tampa Bay holds an all-time record of eleven and six in game three and route to eleven series scenarios of uh, victories. And when leading two in a best of seven, Tampa Bay holds an all-time series record of thirteen and three. When they trail two and one, they are four and five. And when leading two to one in best of seven, New York holds an all-time series record of nine and two. When they trail two to one, they are six and thirteen. The longest tweet ever. I know. <laughs> that was so long. That was way more was than so ever. Characters are allowed on Twitter. Uh, like, the NHL is cheating. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of pregame ones and stuff too. <laughs> tired after that. <laughs> All right. That was a bedtime story with Thomas Schooley. <laughs> Don't share with the class again. We have learned our lesson. You keep those to yourself. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was the lightning take game. Voice. The lightning take game three, and we come home and close it out on Monday. They did take game three. What about game four? Or game four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, Monday would be great. <laughs> I'm in on you. Stash. Uh, Tell us, tell us what it is. Uh, I mean, it, you just got to look for these guys to maintain that even keel, you know. Uh, I think what really makes these guys special on the road is that they don't even hear that no noise. No matter how loud that place may be, it has no effect. It has no effect on our guys. It doesn't matter what barn they go to play in. It doesn't phase them. They keep even keel. They play their game. They play their system. They trust the system in the process. And... Uh, as long as they keep doing that, I think this might end up being a short series. And again, I look to see the Lightning break out a little bit here offensively again in the next game. I'd like to see you know another four to two victory. Ty, all right. Uh, with with this game, a little lackluster, uh, but you know what? Very conservative. We did what we needed to do. We pulled it off. Uh, everyone worked together. I can't say. Other than the Chernak mishap, <laughs> that anything else really was off play or anything. I think we've got our groove. Uh, once again, I still go in game seven. I don't know which ones we're going to lose, but I do feel that it's going to be a rough series. I think that <laughs> I think the Trots and Lamoretto have a great team together. 
but we are going to be better in the long run. And to tell you the truth, this uh, game right here just proved it. We went from a rough game to just a docile, just actual game. Next game is going to be probably a little rougher. And we're going to go back and forth with that, and we'll see how it happens. But for the most part, I do have to say it's going to be a fun series. And I'm excited to see how the outcome comes. And I know we're going to come up victorious. Right on. Well, uh, as rough or as dirty as it gets Saturday night, uh, I, I believe the Colts are gonna gonna come back and win this game. Although it's gonna be probably the hardest game of the series so far uh, with the Islanders. The Islanders are gonna know if they lose this game, they got to go to Tampa and you know win win what three straight uh, uh, to beat the Lightning and two of those in Tampa, uh, and they actually have to win one at home as well. Uh, so. They're going to have to really uh, pull out of the strings for this game, and I expect them to give the Bolts their best on Saturday night, 8 o'clock. And, of course, we'll be back after the game uh, to talk about it again. For now, we're going to give out a smack apparel shirt. Take your pick back to Boat, uh, the City of Champions, and then the Big Cat shirt. If you are in the drawing – you are on this next screen here, and we're going to draw right now. Hashtag cleaner. Only rule is you can't win again. So if you already won this playoff series, then you're going to have to wait till next year. So here's our winner. It is Ryan Grendel. I don't remember. If Ryan, you are the winner, man. So congratulations. Uh, shoot us a DM. Let us know um, shirt and size and all that stuff. And uh, we've got, I've got a video that we're going to play here to just close it out before we uh, wrap this one up. We've got to hear it. We've got to hear the call uh, by Dave on that game winning goal here. So let's hear that and then we'll sign off. Well, Michigan. Can we redo that? Very little. Well, that, that was it. And enjoy. The visuals. We'll add. We'll add all the audio later. That's why you gotta go uh, catch us on the uh, the podcast. The podcast is where it's at, people. So make sure you follow Shooter in the Stash. Get on uh, the podcast feed. Make sure you go and join the group Thunderbolts if you are not already. Go find Ty wherever you might find him around Tampa with his Ross Colton shirt. Give him a high five. And uh, anything else for tonight, boys? Uh, I will be back home on Saturday, so um, that will be a little bit better for my comfort level and broadcast abilities, and uh, I'll be rocking a tie-dye, whether it's underneath the sweater or not. Uh, I'm not giving up uh, on wearing the tie-dye now for the rest of the playoffs. So I'll be at the same hotel. You do have some sexy arms. <laughs> I'll be at the same hotel unless that tropical storm ends up hitting me. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We won, Tampa Bay. All right. This has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the we Thunder. The thunder. <laughs>
I have complete and utter confidence that they can close the series out. Do you want to be just like every other team and win one and be done? Or do you want to become special?